Hello and welcome to Big Les's League Part 2 of Big Les X the Don Maori vs Indigenous All-Stars team and this one we're going to be picking our props, our hooker, our back row and our lock. It is going to be an absolute cracker of a part and it was an absolute cracker of a podcast. If you didn't listen to the last one, make sure you go back and you listen to it because as I said guys, it was just an absolute cracker, uh, you know, and as they always are, Big Les is just known for making crackers of podcasts, but we're not going to get into Big Les right now. What we're going to get into is Don Part 2, Maori vs. Indigenous All-Stars selecting the forwards for our master teams, our predicted lineups. We're so excited for this game. We both were so excited for this game. Hope you guys enjoy. Alright, so we talked about we talked about the fullback, we talked about the wingers, we talked about centers and halves. Let's get into the deadly front rows that we both have. Well you've you, got like this is where it gets a bit interesting because my I'll take my back line over your back line, mm. but I'm a bit of a Ferrari here, aren't I? <laughs> I'm a bit of what do they say, like a half-built car. Like my uh I'm very flashy at the back, but then when we're coming up the front. These blokes are solid and they're going to do a job, but they don't quite look like what you got up the front. Yeah, I know. For, for sure. Oh, yeah, I'd take your back line any day of the week, to be honest. I'd take your back line, your back row, probably your lock as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, you, you've got a pretty deadly 11 to 13 and then 1 to 5 as well. Um, but talking about the two front rowers up front, you've got Jermaine, Jermaine, Jermaine Tamar Brown, and Adam Elliott. Give us a little rundown on why you picked these blokes. These two guys are eligible to play in the All-Stars game. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, Most next one. <laughs> I mean, Jermaine Tanua Brown, uh, if you play us again, I'm talking about Supercoach. You play Supercoach, he was a cheapie last year, the year before at the Warriors. Just been signed by the Cows. Interesting guy. I think his potential is a bit untapped. He looked good. He played last year, limited minutes in the All-Stars game, but he played. Adam Elliott, everyone knows what he can do. He's just a bit of a unit, isn't he? I think he's actually signed on for the Raiders this year as well, like they needed any more forwards. But um, hmm. these are two guys that are just going to ruck up the ball and, and let the guys at the back do what they do, you know what I mean? So there's not too many uh, not too many trimmings on, the, on my pack, but, uh, but yeah, they're going to do what they, what they need to do to, Get 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 space for for Cody and and Nico to do what they're gonna do. Yeah, no, that's it's a pretty good um front row pairing. And Adam Elliott, I think, is it's his redemption season this season. Mm. And I think again, people forget how good Adam Elliott is, especially in the middle. He sort of got mm. shoved on the back row a lot for the Bulldogs, yeah. and they sort of just left him there. People forget how good of a middle he he's a good lock forward, and he could play a good front row spot off the bench as well. I'm excited to see what he can do at Canberra as well. And Jermaine Tamar Brown, quite a good forward for the for the New Zealand Warriors. And then, he, as you said, he's gone off to the Cows now. It's going to be a really interesting signing for them. And, I'm, yeah, two really good well, front th- rowers there. I think what one thing that I did write down is that nobody last year for the Indigenous boys played 80 minutes. 
Mm. And if you look at my bench, there's not going to be too much respite for these two blokes up front. So I'm going to be asking them to break the trend of last year. They're going to need to be playing 80 minutes because I've gone pretty gung-ho with the attack. There's no one backing them up here. So, I, I mean, I'm not Wayne Bennett. I'm just picking names on the sheet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're going to need to break the trend there. That's two years in a row, the 80-minute thing for the yeah. Houston boys. Well, but uh, we're not taking it easy. Adam and Jermaine, they're getting their minutes up. <laughs> I was looking at the teams on, on Wikipedia as well, and – I thought I'd keep it simple with the 17, but like there's 20 players in that squad. It's a, it's, it's yeah. a six or seven man bench. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, I thought everyone, I just, everyone the, gets, it's like a footy I, carnival. Everyone gets on as it go, you know? So yeah, well, uh, that's why I was like, I'm going to keep this simple. I'm just going to keep it one to 17. I'm not going to make it too complicated. Um, but yeah, no, the, 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 the sides are huge. So no wonder no one played 80 minutes. It, it's, yeah. It's yeah, as you said, it's just like a footy carnival to be honest. For my front row, I've got a pretty deadly front row. We're talking about front rowers in our game. James Fisher Harris, near the top mm. of the leaderboard for like the best front mm. rowers in the game at the moment. He's near, he's near the tippy top. Surely. And then Jesse Bromwich as well. He's just signed with the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, breaking news. Big Les breaking the news. Breaking news. Woo! Um, what do you think yeah. of that? Yeah, I know. It was. I, I didn't expect it at all. I thought he'd be a one club man. Honestly, well, thought he'd be. Just before a... we jumped on, I saw that there's news that they might have signed Mark Nichols to the Dolphins. Mark Nichols, and apparently they're on the verge of signing Anthony Milford if he passes his court case because Souths have torn up his contract. <laughs> I know. Oh, jeez. It's it's a big headache, but like it's it's weird though. Like I'm probably gonna do a podcast on this like later on, but. Wayne Bennett, we, he scored, he signed three players in the space of four weeks. All of a sudden, he signed three players yeah. in one day. Yeah. It's like it's the like DJ Khaled of Dolphin signings. Like, it was just another one, another one. Dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, oh. I mean, but just the nine news articles must have been getting to him. Wayne's not doing this. Wayne's not doing that. Here, have this then. Bang, yeah, bang, exactly. Bang. Like, I could definitely sign people. It's not a problem with me. Here, here's an example. Come to my club. Holding out a big sign at the front of the Dolphins building. Um, Dolphins retirement village. But honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hey, I haven't got anyone in the call. coaching staff yet. If you're soon to retire. <laughs> come That's on what he meant when he said, when he said we're building foundations for the club. He's getting all these boys with experience in the nice cushy co- coaching jobs. That's oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You're going you're gonna to start hearing... Jesse Bromwich has been signed on for a two-year deal plus a two-year ex- extension as an assistant coach. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh. But anyway, these guys just honestly picked themselves. You got uh, Jesse Bromwich with the experience and then you got James Fisher-Harris with just the absolute grit, the mm. absolute power that he just bestows and that he just uses in He's every just game. Deadly, He's isn't he? He's a scary, He's a scary man. And like we underrate him, and then the next week he'll just do something unbelievable, and we're just like, oh, he's just an absolute monster. Um, but anyway, we'll move on to the number nine spots. Mm. So you've got Ruben Cotter in here, and I'm mm. pretty sure he was in the side last year. Just give he us a bit was, of a rundown yeah. about Ruben Cotter and, and why he's in your Indigenous side. There's, there's nothing that I could say about Ruben Cotter 
that the rugby league guru hasn't already said a thousand mm. times. He's in love with this bloke, isn't he? Yeah. He's... I, I, I think uh, the big, the big thing with Cotter is he can play nine. He can play third. He's a bit of a utility. He's all right off nine. He's good. He's good at putting the ball where the boys need it off the ground. But he can also drop back kind of in a Cam McInnes type of role if he needs to, uh, and play. And I've got Connor Watson on the bench to to allow for that in this uh, hypothetical world that we're creating. Mm. That if uh, Ruben will have to play eighty minutes if he drops, <laughs> he drops back into thirteen. No and, excuses. Um, and then Con- Connor Watson jumps up into nine. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I, I I'm all on Ruben Cotter. Me being a Cows fan, being at the 2015 Grand Final and crying doesn't have any impact on the pick at all. No, there's no bias. Uh, <laughs> I just think that Ruben Cotter is the best nine in the game right now. <laughs> no, I think um, I think he'll surprise a lot of people this year. If he's not in people's mouths now, his name's not in people's mouths now, it will be come March 5th when the, when the season kicks off. Everyone will probably know who Ruben Cotter is, especially mm. if you've got any ties to fantasy. He's going to be on a lot of, a lot of people's teams. And especially yeah. if Guru keeps banging the drum, fighting the good fight for the... There's got to be, be something the, good coming out of the Cowboys over the next few he'll years. He'll put right? Nathan Cleary to shame. He'll be the most owned guy on <laughs> Supercoach. And then Nathan's oh, going to be calling up Guru like, what have you done to me? I felt so good before. <laughs> oh, but let's God. talk about you with the cheese. The late-minute call-up. The late-minute call-up. we forgot. The late minute call up the cheese. I totally, I can't believe that I forgot the cheese. Like his name's been in the the media's mouth for what? Like four months. And I'm just forgot about him. I was looking at all the past sides and all I saw was Jeremy Marshall King. And I don't know how Brandon Smith's name wasn't there. So just, just let you know, people who are listening, Wikipedia is an absolute piece of shit and doesn't do anything (laughs) for anyone. (laughs) <laughs> can't believe it didn't say Brandon Smith. I was shocked. But Brandon Smith is my number nine now. Jeremy Marshall King, I'm sorry, mate, but uh, you'll be playing 18 off the bench. There's plenty of other bench bots there for you, mate. So <laughs> you just hop right in. Oh, I'll keep I'll keep you in mind. Oh, um, good. But Brandon Smith, he is a freak. And last last time he played, we were talking about this before, he was, he was a monster. I think he scored mm. two tries, I think it was, and... Yeah, something he about was, he was he played through an injury as well or something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was like a, maybe a jaw and eye socket. Yeah, I think, I think it, was. it was a jaw. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just trying to remember, but yeah, it was probably a jaw and eye socket. But he, yeah, he played so that well. Facial fracture. I've just looked it up. Yeah, it was, his belly ache would have loved that. Jesus, <laughs> I thought it was something in the face. Um, but yeah, yeah facial fracture. That's hectic. and he played through it. He played through it. Yeah, he's just an absolute weapon. I, I can't believe he's off to the Roosters. Like, when you think the Roosters couldn't possibly sign anyone else, they mm, surprise mm. you, and they sign one of the best players in the game. Um, um, I'm sick of living on this world where the Roosters are as good as they are. I don't know if I can do it for three, four more years. I, I just – they're too <laughs> yeah. scary every year. Yeah, well, I'm a South supporter, so they really Hey, that's what I'm saying. My, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm a Cows fan, but my old boy is um, diehard Souths. Mm. When they were kicked out of the league, all that. Um, yeah. So he's not just diehard Souths, he's diehard Souths and raised me as a Brisbane boy to hate the Broncos who were responsible for Souths getting out of the league to, to a degree. So I've watched pretty much as many Souths games as I has Cows games. So if, if, I, if the Souths aren't my favourite team and the Cows are, at least I share the hatred for the Roosters that all you guys do. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, I honest, but it's not so much. It's a bit of a weird little philosophy. Like I don't hate the Roosters. It's just that, like, I don't like the fact that they just get whoever they want. <laughs> it's like it's, a strange it's just one. that it's like, South. It's that South mentality. Mm, I don't hate any of the Roosters' players. All their players are so elite that, like, mm. there's not really a bad pick of the bunch. Yeah. So, so what do they say? Hate the sinner, not the sin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love I look I love all the players, I love the culture. It's just that, yeah. When when you when you're talking to me as a South fan, I, I'm just mm. not for the Roosters at all. Um but anyway, not talking about who, who our clubs and our bias. We'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about the second rowers in our sides. You've definitely beaten me in that battle. You've got David Fafita and Josh Curran. Curran electric, David Ooh. Fafita just a monster. Walk is us through Fafita it. not is Dave Fafita not the best? back rower in the world he has to be he has to be i think i think every time he touches the ball something could happen Mm. and not talking about being a cowboys fan but i remember back in 2020 brand new stadium for the cows first time playing a home game there and dave fafita at the broncos scored that try from Mm. 50 meters out and that was the homecoming present so i just uh Dave Fafita has been burnt into my memory even more so than he was before that. Mm. Everything he does, I'm about it. I love the move to the Titans, going out there to make a name for himself. Uh, People Mm. hated it and scoffed at it. Get your bag and show everyone. I mean, last year, what did he do? I think he scored something like uh, 14, 14, uh, 17 tries he got last year. I mean, get off it, mate. As a back row, it just should be illegal. Um, Every time he touches the ball, it's a a tackle bust or a line break. He's just electric. He's Mm. a... He's a he's a he's a fullback in a second rower's body, honestly. Yeah. And then um, Josh Curran, geez, at the back end of last year, and he played for the Indigenous side last year as well. But the back end of last year for the Warriors, whoo, didn't he excite some people with that? I think I have a bit of a thing for blokes in headgears. I just <laughs> just shows me that you, you you're about your business. You're here to yeah. work. You don't care about. You got the headgear on. It's it's you're time. Dying right. our yeah. hair. It's just, I'm in, I'm locked in, let's get well, you're, business. You'd be pleased to know that I'm a bit of a headgear specialist as well when I'm playing for Koji Wombat. So, you know, you know when, I'm, when I'm in there. Hey, when I was when I was, when I I was was number nine for the Div, Div 3 under 13's premiership winning side, starting hooker, you better believe I had my Jonathan Thurston headgear on for all oh, 25 Oh, for sure. Times. For sure. <laughs> Mate, I've got my white headgear on. You know when the headgear's oh, on? Oh, the Reed Marnie special. The Reed Marnie special. You know when the headgear's on, it means business. It means business. <laughs> Whoever's got a headgear on is just out there to work. Like, that's just the mentality that 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 the headgear but wearing sort of When brings. the headgear's on, that pretty mm. much is, is, is sign language for, mm. oh, the tone's just been set. Oh yeah, it blocks out everything that's going in around you. It's sort of like a, it's like a magneto shield. You're putting this thing on, you're just ready to go. Like there's nothing stopping you, nothing in your way. The headgear's no, nothing, on. That the two millimeters of foam just gives you so much confidence. That the foam is like the the the, the material that releases the beast. That's what it is. It just releases the inner beast. But anyway, not talking about myself, not being vain. We're going to go to my second rowers now. We've got we have got Britton Nakora, who I thought had a pretty decent 2021 and wasn't really that talked about. 
He didn't have the best 2021 c- compared to other second rowers, but he had a pretty mm. decent year for Cronulla. Uh, and then Jordan Ricky, I thought, played quite decent as well um, for the Broncos. Oh, isn't he exciting? He's, oh, he's exciting. so exciting as a prospect. He is so exciting. I honestly can't wait for him to play next year. I, I reckon he's going to uh, make... Is he eligible for Maroons? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon he's going to make Maroons for sure. If it's not the bench, it's the extended bench for sure. I reckon he's going to make it. I reckon he's... I'm sure he is. I might be wrong, but I'm sure I've seen him in a like under, under 18s Maroon jersey or something like that. But then again, Ronaldo was in an under 16s Maroon jersey too. So oh, who knows what the I, I honestly can't believe that. He had every right to play that game oh. for the... For the Maroons, and he would have. You were gonna beat us it. anyway, boys. You were gonna beat us anyway. Give us. He a would break. have scored that Edric Lee try. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh god, but um, yeah, no, Jordan Ricky is really exciting, and I reckon, yeah, as I said, if he if he's eligible for either Queensland or New South Wales, we'll happily cop Jordan Ricky in our side. <laughs> we'll happily take him if he's eligible for New South Wales. But the thing with the New South Wales side is you can't really fit any more talent in there. You got oh, fullbacks well. playing in the centres. It's too yeah. much going on. We'll put Imagine him... Pappenhausen not being in the question mm. for an origin spot. Like he's mm. there's so many good fullbacks that no one's even talking about. Should Pappenhausen play fullback? Mm. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. God. Well, you know what? If 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 Nathan Cleary cuts his face open again, we'll put Jordan Ricky down at number seven, mate. We'll just chuck him in there. <laughs> Find somewhere for him. Chuck him in pretty there. Ricky. Let him go. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure he's eligible for Queensland and. I reckon he'll make it for sure, Jordan Ricky. He's just an absolute monster and a workhorse. And Britton Decor has definitely got a future in front of him as well. I see him playing rep football at, at some stage. I think he's played for the Kiwis already. Um, but he's he's a workhorse as well. And for mm. a f- little frame body, like a little skinny guy, he's not that big compared to other second rowers. He really puts the work in and he's quite a strong guy as well, Britton Decor. So big things for both of those boys. And I can't wait. To see them in this game, I reckon both of them get selected for sure. I reckon they pick themselves. Going on to the number 13, and you've got a pretty decent number 13 as well. Tyrone Peachy, New West mm. Tiger. Mm. Probably where he's going to be playing for the West Tigers, to be honest. He's probably going to be playing that 13 role. Mm. So, uh, again, uh, yeah, big big play um, putting Tyrone Peachy in that number 13. Give us a little rundown and as to why you put him there. I was, I was thinking it was a toss-up between Watson and Peachy. Um, I had Watson the in there. Yeah, I, ha- I had Watson in there, but mm. he's just Watson's just elite off the bench. Mm. Like he just turns into a different dude off the bench. Uh, Peachy last year at the Titans just continued to impress me. I think his run meters last year were pretty ridiculous. I think he, he, he likes to get his hands on the ball. Um, nah, I think the Tigers are going to be happy with him. Really, uh, in 22 games, yeah, he crossed the line five times. And he, uh, he it wasn't extreme run meters, but he ran for about 100 meters a game last year. Um, he's kind of the type of guy that can make something out of nothing from the back row too. He's not he's not shy of a line break or something or an offload. So I think Tyrone's in there to kind of set the tone before Connor Watson comes in and takes the role or Cotter drops back there. So really those three blokes were all fighting for the 13. It's funny because... Realistically, I'm sw- I swear I might be talking out my ass here, but I'm almost positive I've heard about Peachy playing nine at some point. So you really have got three guys there that can do that McInnes circle through the whole game if I needed to. But yeah, Peachy's at 13 mm. so that Watson can come off the bench and just explode. 
Well, it's so funny how similar these guys are. Like you can put them, but you both pretty much put them anywhere in your squad and they'll do something for you. Uh, mm. But Tyrone PG is just, I, I hope he just goes to another level in 2022 with uh, mm. the Tigers. He's they need fresh it, start. I, I think the Tigers this year, they're not going to blow anyone out of the water this year, but next year when Appy comes in and IPAP comes in, mm. you start to kind of see something. I hope Madge gets to stick around to see what he's built. There's mm. questions about him already before we've even touched a ball. But um yeah, no, yeah. I'm I'm keen to see um I'm keen to see the peach at the Tigers this year. Yeah, honestly, can't wait and can't wait for it to see him in an Indigenous jersey as well. He's going to rip and tear for them as well. And I, I really mm. hope he has an awesome game for them. My 13 is Joseph, Joseph Tarpany. And mm. there's not many other guys you can put at 13, but he does your job. He does the job and, and he was really underrated in that Canberra system. There, and- there was a stretch of games last year where he was just bossing it. Mm. And then he, I think he went down with an MCL sprain or, or something. He, he did something to himself, yeah. And then after that, Ricky just wasn't putting him in the side. And he had actually mm. had a blow-up. I remember he had a blow-up halfway through the year and his wife yeah, right. got involved. Ah, uh, yes, I do remember this. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he had it. Yeah, yeah, but it was, um, he's an awesome player. And I can't wait to he see him. He hits hard. He does. I was actually at the game. They were versing the Roosters, and somehow, I think Hodson gave him the ball, and he just runs this diagonal line towards the sideline and breaks through like five of the Roosters' defenders and puts the ball down. Do you remember that try? Yeah. It was. That's, well, that's the whole thing about your side men. They're kind of just, they're not going to go left or right, but if they're going right forward, you don't mm. have too many blokes in your pack that aren't going to run a straight line and knock someone over, do you? Yeah, no, it's it's a pretty gritty side. But mm. the, thing, the thing I noticed as well, it's a very fast football side. So everything just happened like that. It's really like touch footy sort of side, which which mm. I think suits Jerome Luai and Jerome Hughes really, mm. really well. It's going to make them really stand out. Uh, and especially Kalen Ponga as well, just coming off the back of that. Oh, KP loves that type of play. Oh, this is such an attractive brand of football, and I can't wait mm. to see the Maori All-Stars play. Well, that was it for part two of the podcast. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed this one. And if you enjoyed part two, you're definitely going to enjoy part three because we go through our absolutely stacked 14 to 17, our awesome benches, sometimes more backs than forwards. But, you know, you'll just have to wait and see for who we've got in those ones. Thank you for choosing Big Losers League and all rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend and I will see you guys in the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later.